Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Well, Sarah Edwards Rona is a writer from a town called Centennial in Colorado, just outside Denver there. But in her other life, she's the president of the Centennial Tigers Footy Club for Women and might just be one of the game's most passionate ambassadors. Sarah is in the country at the moment. And in fact, in the studio with us this morning. Sarah, a big welcome to you. Thanks for coming in. Thank you very much. I'm happy to be here. Let's start with the here and now. I'm fascinated by your backstory, but why are you here and what are you doing at the moment? Right. So um, right now there's a World Nines tournament being played out in Box Hill uh, on this coming tomorrow, Saturday. Um, we're representing the United States. Uh, I've brought 11 other American women down here to participate. Um, and so we're Basically, I'm immersing them in Australian and f- football culture and then uh, just letting them, you know, explore and experience the culture and also get a ton of footy in. So you've managed to brainwash another dozen or so girls to come out here and, and tell them about this sport of ours. I mean, how's that process been? So a lot of many of these girls actually play back home in the United States. And um, I wanted to build an all star team that was unaffiliated to just kind of travel around the world and participate in tournaments. Um, and so we founded, I founded the Amazons Australian Football Club. And um, so I, I'd handpicked 11 other women to join the tour. And so they've played before, but they never have played here. So to give them that opportunity um, is something that brings me a lot of joy. Wow, as it should. So the World Nines is a one-day tournament in Box Hill. But what else have you and the girls got planned during your stay here? Right. So, um, well, we had a layover in Fiji, so we had to oh, enjoy nice. that. Yeah. <laughs> right. She's a layover in Fiji. I've never got one of those before. Yeah, a day trip to Fiji. Right. Nice. <laughs> um, and then we've been doing some training. We were training down um, near Amy Park. And uh, actually, our coach is T- Tosh Beck, and she was a VFLW coach for Hawthorne and also coached the AFLW girls. So she's been running our trainings and getting the girls, you know, prepared for the games on Saturday. And then we're going to go to the MCG later today, uh, give the girls a tour of that, let them see the holy grounds of Australian football. Um, And then uh, we are going to play a local match here with Melbourne Uni. We're going to train with them and then play a scratch match with them afterwards. And then just some sightseeing and getting to, you know, cruise around the town. And then I'm taking them down to the Mornington Peninsula on Tuesday, and then we fly home on Wednesday. Nice. So, so the girls are, are going to get so much. I mean, I know you've been here before, but the girls are going to get so much out of this, aren't they? I, I mean, think so. in, in terms of just the sport, the progression in their own sort of knowledge and, and their own skills. Yep. And that was the idea behind this team. It was like not just to, you know, go travel, but to build footy IQ and to make friendships and to experience other cultures and to create these lifelong memories. And so to give them, like, access to, like, a top-tier coach out here in Australia who's coached women, women who is was a woman footballer herself and couldn't continue that path due to, you know, just how things were at the time, but later picked up coaching and coaching women. And for them to get that experience uh, firsthand from someone like her is really um, 
it brings me a lot of satisfaction. I'm amazed you've got um, girls and women playing the sport over. I really am. And, I, and it speaks a lot to your passion. A lot of people listening this morning might remember you here with Jared. You came a few years ago, 2019, I think, and sat down with Jared and told your story. But for you to find the sport initially, I guess, is a question you get asked all the time. Because I know you started off in, in rugby union and sport appealed to you. Mm-hmm. But how did you come across our little game? Well, we're of a similar age, I reckon. And, and the world was a lot bigger back then. How did you, how did you find it? Yeah, I mean, it was always on uh, actually Fox Sports World before the Rugby uh, World Cup in 20, 2003, sorry. And so I knew about it, and I would watch the ends of the games before rugby came on. And um, then I wanted to play the sport. I wanted to leave rugby in the early 2000s and just switch to Australian football then, but there was absolutely – there was no opportunity for it. There were no women's teams, just a men's team, and that wasn't something I felt comfortable with because I had no idea how to play it. Mm. Um but then down the line, eventually a women's team formed in my area, and I kind of I hung up my rugby boots and put on my footy boots, and so I've been playing it now for about eleven years. Right, and now you've taken it to the schools over there. I think the it's it's the girls' athletic leadership schools or, or gals, if you like, which is I think a charter school in Denver itself. Yeah. And you've got what 120 girls playing it? Or yeah, something? we uh, it was sixth through eighth grade girls, so um, 11 through 13 year olds, and we would go down there once a week for I think we were there for two to three months, and we would run footy every Wednesday, and the girls would play, and by they loved it, and they were just naturals at it. They listened and they applied the, the what they were taught, and by the end of the session, they were playing Australian football, and they were hand they were hand passing better, handballing better than some of the women on our team. You know, they were kicking, they were marking, they were, I mean, it was amazing to watch them learn the sport in such a short amount of time. Because I think people listening, some of them, not all of them, would be skeptical that, you know, AFL can ever really kick on in a country like the States. But I mean, you're as qualified as anyone. What's it like over there? Is there much of a scene? I mean, I know the the men have had a national competition there for a while. I mean, how would you assess the, the growth of the game over there? Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, it's been around for a while, but it's uh, it's not growing the way that you think it would grow, you know, the way uh, rugby has taken off over there. The problem that we have in the United States is we don't have grounds. Mm. We have no, we have no ovals out there. There's not one dedicated oval. So you have a hard time finding space and then you have a hard time finding enough people to make not just one team, but two teams to compete. And so that's part of the reason why we came down here to play in the the nines is because you can play it on a rugby pitch or a gridiron field or a soccer field and we have those everywhere out there and so if we would could take that even though i love the traditional game of it so much but the fact that we don't have as much opportunity to play it because we don't have the resources if we can just play an abbreviated version of it which is the this nines version then we really can see it grow in the United States because you would need fewer people and you have more access to proper facilities. Might be sort of like AFLX, not that we want to talk about that, but is, <laughs> is it otherwise the same rules, more or less? Yeah, it's basically the same. Um, there's no uh, points posts on the outside, just goal posts. Um, and that's because you either have to play mm. with a soccer goal or uh, you know, a field goal or a rugby post. Um, but for the most part, it's the same rules, you know, tackling center bounces, all of that. So, so it's one, as I touched on, it's one thing for you to play and enjoy the game. That's fine. But for then for you to be an ambassador and to sell it and to work so hard, I know how hard that must be. What possesses you to do that when obviously you've got a day job and you've got to make ends meet as well. This is all donation based. Yeah. Volunteering your time. Mm-hmm. Why? <laughs> um, that's a good question. I think for me, it's brought me so much 
inner joy and satisfaction to be able to pick up and just play this sport that I had never played before and then excel at it and learn about it. And I came down to Australia in 2014 and played in the International Cup for the U.S. team. And then it just kind of kept rolling from there. And I had a, my I gave birth to my son um, eight years ago and I actually planned his birth around footy. So, <laughs> so I came back from Australia, got pregnant, had him in June, and then I was out playing like eight weeks later. So, <laughs> wow. so you, you did come out here to play... I think it was before AFLW had really mm-hmm. kicked on, wasn't it, though? But you yeah. came out here with a friend or something as well to play? or uh, Yeah. Was was, so I came out in 2014 and played with the U.S. team, and then I came out in 2019 and tried to trial for the AFLW. Right. right. But I was a little too old, I right. think. So I was 34. <laughs> now I'm 38. So. <laughs> but look, what sort of player are you? You look like you've got a fair bit of toe pretty quick. What's, what yeah. are your strengths as a player? Um, I love to play, actually, um, halfback. Right. So um, halfback flank because I – can kind of watch the play from back there and then just kind of protect our goal line. So my team at home, you know, we're just so fresh and green that we struggle. And so if I can, if we can win games from defense and that's all that matters. Well, good so. scouting report for the opposition here on a lockdown <laughs> oh, no. on this half back. <laughs> You've given away too much there. So, so it must be good to be here as well because anyone who's ever been anywhere near Denver knows how darn cold it gets. Yeah. Know. What's the temperature like at the moment over there? Well, let's see. When I left Denver on Monday, it was negative 22 Celsius, right. which is, ele- it was 11 Fahrenheit at the time. Um, and that was, and it was dropping quickly as I was approaching the airport. So it was getting colder and colder and, um, so I'm happy to be here where it's warm. Even though it's raining, it's still warmer than at home. Yeah, these are the sort of conditions that Alistair Clarkson would love, absolutely. But do you play in those conditions over there? Um, we've played in the snow before. We've played in the sleet. We, oh. Yeah, it's not good footy, but it's still footy. <laughs> Get it on the boot? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. The ball gets heavy. It gets slick. Everybody's cold, but, you know, we still do it. Fantastic. Oh, before I let you go, I've got to ask you, who do you barrack for? Uh, Hawthorne. Hawthorne. Right. Yeah. Why is that? What's your affiliation to the Hawks? Um, no affiliation really. Um, but when I joined the sport, that's who was winning at the time. Right. And I had no other, I was like, yeah, why not Hawthorne? Oh, They're good enough. right now. Fair enough. That's <laughs> a, you got to start somewhere, don't you? Hey, yeah. great to have you in Sarah. Really yeah. appreciate you popping by yeah. and, and well done on what you're doing. Thank you so much. I'm happy to be here and I'm just so happy to give the girls this experience.